Hey, hey, this is Michael Ostro, and this is Brad Means. And we just spent over 25 minutes testing out microphones so we can have this working properly. Yeah, I think uh, I think I might apply for some audio engineer jobs after this. <laughs> I think you can get them. I mean, it was, all it is is really troubleshooting for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was kind of a this kind of kind of a shit show. Yeah, I'm glad we figured it out though. Yeah. But now we're uh, now we have a stand-up microphone and we're in a podcast room here, oh, at, yeah. here at VentureX in Denver. Podcast room. So uh, yeah, we won't get any miscellaneous. Uh, Sound coming through, <laughs> or people <laughs> jumping people, in. Yeah, yeah people I, I want to be on your podcast, <laughs> or just sit down next to us. Like, oh crap! But I didn't even see you guys had microphones on. <laughs> yeah, essentially. So, uh, yeah, man, how was your how was your Labor Day weekend? Labor Day weekend was awesome, dude. Uh, barbecued, went to the pool, read, did some like planning. I know you did some planning as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure we're gonna get into in a second. Um, and then all of last week, I spent the whole week downtown um, at a different co-working space. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. everyone, Chrissy uh, that works in VentureX just said, I was cheating on VentureX from being in that other space for an entire week. And she said people kept coming up to her asking where I was. And I was like, what? Yes, I'm popular. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, when, it, when it comes to uh, relationships, even in the co-working space, word gets out quickly, and then like <laughs> just goes to show you that like that drama, you know, perpetuates with even uh, even like the dumbest things. <laughs> <laughs> it's glad to know I was missed. You know, that's my that's my ego coming in there. And for the record, it wasn't actually drama. It was just just funny. But it was, I guess, it was kind of like a slight uh, social experiment in a way. Like within uh, by by like 10 a.m. on Monday, like you had like six people saying like, Oh, Michael's cheating on venture X. Like that's how fast like word gets around about something like irrelevant. Like that. It literally 10 it's the, on... prin- the principle of it is that the fact that it's just crazy. Like that, spread. what's an hour after the office opens that everyone yeah. is already, I, I think the reason it spreads so quickly is I'm doing the um, Instagram stories all the time. And I was talking about being downtown. So people must've seen that I was downtown. Like how, how else do they know? And they're like, yeah. what? He's somewhere else this week. Right. <laughs> but, um, so the last week was really good. The weekend was really good to reset my brain um, as well. So I'm pumped about this week. Yeah. How was your Labor Day weekend? Labor Day weekend was a uh, was solid. I had some I had some stressful moments, but also had some relaxing moments. Got to spend a good amount of time hanging out with the girlfriend and just relaxing. Yeah, she had a lot of a lot of time, and she was like putting it out there that she had a lot of time and uh, she wanted to hang out. And I'm like, I kind of want to do like a lot of work, but I should definitely like take the opportunity to like some invest in some time and hanging out with her. So, so especially since she had like the house to herself, um, like her roommate's cousin has been staying there all week. Um, oh, and yeah. she was gone for the weekend for like a, a wedding. So she's like wanted to actually have like time to hang out and not be like have like no personal yeah. space. <laughs> so so it was the stressful part that you wanted to work and you wanted to hang out with her and you were having trouble like putting those two together? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and just, yeah, just kind of get starting the, the next month fresh and. Being able to uh, like plan like uh, you know, paying bills and the workload and stuff like that. Can I jump on that for a second? Sure. Um, I think just weekends in general. You're talking about your girlfriend, um, but just weekends in general are really difficult to get some work done and then just try to enjoy yourself. Like I, I have that trouble a lot. If I'm just spending the entire weekend trying to enjoy myself, I'll actually get very anxious and I'll start having a lot of anxiety coming up to that Monday because I just BS for two days and I could have done all this work and all this work keeps piling piling up. So. I, I get really stressed over the weekends if I'm not doing at least some kind of work. Right. Is that something that you get most weekends or? Yeah, I, most weekends, especially when I'm uh, maybe doing things that are just like very, very relaxed, like, you know, like playing video games or like just hanging out 
with with friends or whatnot. Especially if I go out and like you know drink or or whatnot. Like those are normally things that aren't like super productive, except for like you know hanging out with girlfriends. Obviously, I'm investing in a relationship that's a little bit different, but it may not be applicable to getting like work done that is for your own personal growth. Yeah. So like that may like lead into some anxiety. So yeah, if I have it maybe not a big deal if I have like one weekend where I kind of like slack off, but if I have like consecutive weekends and I can start, I can start feeling it in the, in the back of my mind. And it's such a, it's a, such a roller coaster because like, yeah. sometimes you can almost get into the habit of having consecutive weekends where you're just relaxing and chilling despite like the, the anguish that you're going through. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Cool. I, mean? I appreciate you sharing that. Um, so your weekend uh, had both of those components in it. I think mine essentially did too. I tried to spend some time, um, doing a little bit of work, but I felt like I wasn't spending enough time, but I really wanted to enjoy it. Yeah. So I did my best to enjoy it and, and hang out with people and spend time around people that I really cared about, mm-hmm. uh, which did help me relax a little bit more. So you did say you were doing a lot of planning. Do you want to tell me a little bit about the planning you were doing? Yeah. So uh, the planning I kind of touched on in the last podcast, unfortunately, I got cut off at 10 minutes. Oh, ago. man. So yeah, none of, you, none of you guys actually know this, but we recorded a podcast at the co-working space yeah. that you were uh, cheating on VentureX with. Uh, it, we, we, record, we recorded a podcast and it was actually a really fucking good podcast. It was the best one we opinion. filmed yet. I, I thought it was a really good podcast because we went, we dove really deep into um, a handful of books, especially one that I'm reading right now that most people may know, especially if you're like in the self-development entrepreneur world is uh, Seven Habits of uh, Highly Effective People. And so we kind of dove into like uh, the, the seven habits and how they apply to planning, especially like uh, habit two and three. Um but yeah, it, that was kind of sad. It, cut, it got cut off at 10 minutes because I think you got a phone call from like a solicitor and it stopped your audio recording on the phone. Hence why we're in this podcast room right yeah, now. Yeah, we're the really trying something. Because afterwards I was like, I was like, how long do you think that podcast was? And he's like, I don't know, like an hour. And I looked at my phone, only 10 minutes. And then we were like, wait, what? Only 10 minutes? That's when we listened to it and realized this is so good. And then boom, just got cut off mid-sentence. Yeah. It got cut off mid-sentence. Right as we're getting into like the meat of the uh, mm-hmm. Uh, of the book and like how we're applying some of those principles. So it was, it was, it was a little heartbreaking. I it think. was, it was yeah. really heartbreaking. Was, was this one will be so. even better. Yes. Yes. I think in a so. world where two guys <laughs> film the best podcast in a studio, Bradley means and Michael Ostro in propel forward. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that maybe a year from now we can look back and just kind of laugh at like how, how much of, how much of, like rookies that we are when it comes to setting like all this shit up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it took us 25 minutes to set up a microphone. Oh gosh. So yeah, dude, I yeah. want to hear you dig into your planning. Yeah. So essentially when I, um, I, I kind of break the, the planning uh, week by week because leading back in the book that the book talks about the, how the most affecting planning amongst the generations of like, of, of planning. So he has found that weekly planning is the most effective because you're, you're able to effectively set aside uh, time blocks for goals, but then you're still able to uh, plan on like a day-to-day basis based off of like things that are important, things that are urgent. So like if uh, if you did just daily planning, you tend to focus on things that are way more urgent and not necessarily set a time, set a time a, like for self-development or whatever important work that you have to do to um, you know get you to your goals. And if you do it like on a monthly basis, sometimes you like you tend to overload your schedule. And a lot of times if you overload, you tend not to do things and you just kind of push things to the oh, side. Yeah. So oh, weekly yeah. painting is is most effective. So I've been kind of pivoting to that and going back to my how, notebook. How long ago was that pivot? Uh, it's like two weeks ago. Okay, cool. I mean, before I had like a, a, a schedule where I had everything planned out to like the hour and then I try to work around that. But now 
I use that as kind of like a like framework, and, but I move those time blocks around based off of like what I'm planning for the week and what I'm planning for the for the day. So I found like that's more efficient. I don't feel like I'm constrained by a schedule, but I still have a schedule and like a rough idea of like what particular time blocks I would default to if I don't have a something that's like pertinent for the for the day. So essentially, the uh, the structure that I'm working with is like a think like a square cutting the and cut into four blocks. Um, and it's kind of like a it's kind of like a grid where uh, one column is going to be most urgent and the other column is like uh, important. Just the left or the right side. Yeah. So if you so like the top left block is going to be most urgent and most important. So those are tasks that like you got to put urgent is like putting out fires. You have to do it now because it, it's like timelines and deadlines that you have to hit. Important is things that are important to your growth and development and like your okay. business and whether that be like you know, even personal or you know, business oriented or whatever. Okay. Um, the column next to it to the right is important, but not urgent. So like you don't have to do it now, but it's it's, it's very important for your development. Mm -hmm. Those are things you specifically plan for. And that's most likely the uh, the most important quadrant because that is what's going to propel you forward. Can you give me an example of something that's in there for you? Yeah. So uh, for me, uh, things that are like very important is like I, I need to complete a a, a module on linear data structures in Python for my, my coding courses. And I know I, that's, if I complete that, it's important because I can move on to the next one. Okay. So if I complete, if I take that small step and I move on to the next module and then I finish this, this course, it gets me further into my coding experience, which would then allow me, uh, if I'm able to get enough knowledge in coding, then I can start building my own startup projects, et cetera. So like it's a small chunk and a bigger thing, but cool. I need to set aside the time to do that. Or else, like I'm not going anywhere. Right? Can you give me an example? One that was in the important and urgent column, the top left one. Yeah. So, um, so for me, it is uh, a, a good example for like just the little bit of work that I'm doing right now. So, like I drive Lyft and Uber just to make some extra cash, mm -hmm. and I have an inspection on my vehicle coming up, and I know I need my brakes replaced. So oh. that's very important that I get it done because I can't make money if I if I fail that inspection, and it's urgent because I have a clear deadline by a couple of days from now to get that done. So like I put that on my schedule. That's most important and urgent to get that taken care of now okay. because it affects so many different things. Cool. That makes and, so, sense. and a couple of examples are some of the work that you and I have for your, for your business, for clients that like mm -hmm. have deadlines and stuff yes, like that. Yes. Okay. Obviously I, I get paid for it. It's, it's job that I have to do now and there's deadlines and customers. So that is urgent and important. So, so you have one column that's most important, uh, most urgent. And then you have a column that's important, but not urgent. Then the, the third column, which is like bottom left-hand corner, is um, urgent but not important. So those are deadlines, but like things that aren't like useful for your development. So those that's a column that you usually uh, you would delegate out to other, other people. So whether it be freelancers, people on Fiverr, employees if you have them, um, coworkers, friends, family, stuff like that. So like last week we were planning, my girlfriend and I were planning a, a trip and so I kind of delegated her to do some uh, most of like that that planning, so I can kind of focus on work, if if that makes sense. So you probably do a lot of that, especially with me, because I, <laughs> yes. I work for you. Yes. That is, so you can focus on things that are important in terms of growing the business. So I can, and then I can handle like some of the more like cool. uh, just like, so logistics. I'll jump, I'll jump right? in for a second, just so like we can you know relate different topics. So from what I'm understanding, and you're saying the same way I delegate some stuff to you is, mm -hmm. um, I very much do similar graphs, but I I don't do it from the you know this 
amazing book that I still need to read, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But I'm reading a book by Michael Hyatt called Free to Focus. goes through same, a lot of the same processes and talks about how to delegate tasks appropriately. And you are correct. There are tasks I delegate to you. Like you're helping a lot on the marketing side of stuff and you're doing a really good job at it. So thanks dude. <laughs> so over time, I, you know, I've always wanted to be a good leader, but over time it's, you know, how much do I sit with you in the beginning to show you the work? And once I feel confident enough and how, look, so um, once I show you the work, then afterwards I let you do the work on your own. Then I double check what you're doing. And then we get to a point where, you can do all of it and then post it live and I don't have to look at it at all because right. I have enough confidence in you. And that's where we're at now. Mm-hmm. So I've effectively delegated these marketing tasks to you so that I can go out, I can sell a new account and then I can say, Hey Brad, like this is what the client said. This is what we want to do. Or maybe I'll get you in that client meeting. Mm-hmm. So then you're effectively taking on this work on your own and saying like, and I, and, and my trust is in you completely to say, I know that you can take this from scratch and build it a hundred percent. So I have effectively, delegated that complete task over to you so that I can focus on doing the most important right. stuff that I can. And you, uh, you're a Denver startup week chair. So you have a, you have a lot of responsibility in getting like that whole week set up. Tons. Like, and that's so literally soon. the biggest entrepreneur event at, every year, I would say, cause it's a week long and how many, like couple dozen of events like total. So you got like tons of meetings, stuff like that. There's so. tons, but like I'm the maker track chair. So anything under the physical product showcase, uh, sorry, anything under the physical uh, products. So any kind of maker, is under my realm and I set up panels and stuff like that. There's other events like the physical product showcase, like I said, that I'm helping plan. There's just so many different components. And I think I might end up moderating a panel because the a moderator dropped out, but I've been setting up that panel together and so many, so many moving parts in that. So mm-hmm. it's really busy coming up to that week. And once that week hits, I'll be pretty much like out of touch doing just that stuff for an entire right. week. Right, you're gonna be like, I have so much extra time now. What do I do with this <laughs> afterwards? Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. <laughs> so you mentioned the book that you're you're reading. Uh, can you touch a little bit more on how it kind of applies to? Because you mentioned the how uh, how you've been using me to to delegate stuff and how it's been effective. But how has it been? Is that a principle that you've been reading in, in the book that you just mentioned? I'm sorry, if the name escapes me. That it's time. free to free free, free, free to, to focus. Free to focus. And I should say this, I, I, you know, to explain how I pick up things or want to do something. Um, I love flying. I love being in the airport. This just sounds like I'm, you know, jumping topics, but I'm not. <clears throat> um, I love being in the airport. I love flying so much. It's just like my getaway from the entire world. So I'm about to do a trip. I'm about to get on a plane and I walk into one of the bookstores. Typically, don't buy something in a bookstore, you know, especially in an airport. It's going to be more expensive. But I'm like, you know what? If I buy one thing for business and I get one idea out of it and the book costs 25 bucks, that idea could prove hundreds, if not thousands of dollars are changing my life. I, I don't know. So I'm spending, I spent about 30 minutes inside the bookstore, opening up books, looking at different stuff. Free to Focus was one of the very first books I picked up because I've just been thinking about how like hectic things have been like work. I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm doing so many different tasks at one time. So I grab this book and I read, I read you know, the, a little bit of it. I'm like, this is good, but I keep going around the store, picking up like Harvard business review books and all this different stuff. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me just buy Free to Focus. I'm so glad I bought it because some of the first concepts I got in the book was just talking about how to free up more of your time so that you can do the things that are most important. Because definitely in America nowadays, we're just trying to like, how can we do more? How can we do more? If I'm not doing more, then I'm not being efficient. And if I'm not like filling up my time with absolutely every task, then someone is going to ask me to do something. And I'll be on someone else's agenda. So how do I fill up my entire calendar with so much shit all the time? And I was definitely doing that. And I was really stressed out like all the time just trying to figure this out. And 
So free to focus is really taking a step back and figuring out what's absolutely most important. The same kind of concepts is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so after reading um, little bits of it, I'm starting to say, you know, okay, what do I need to do? I got a virtual assistant that handles a lot of my emails. Right. So I can take a step back from having 90 emails come in a day. And he goes into my emails and divvies out which ones I should or should not do. He helps me with my LinkedIn messaging. He helps me with so many different things that I realized that that took a huge stress off my plate. Like it was very scary for me to, to delegate to him, handle my emails, but he did a really good job at it. Mm-hmm. So then it's to say, what, what other things can I delegate? So he creates this compass uh, pretty much the same thing as you're talking about. You know, it's probably his own way to create something that says like, Hey, I have my own, a compass, like a like a, so it's like a it's like a diagram, but in circular. Yeah, essentially it's circular. It's like the exact same thing you're talking about, except okay. in circle. So he probably just took the same concept and like, hey, I, I'm going to create this idea out of it. Like modernized it, it's, yeah, some, to some degree. Yeah, essentially, I didn't even know who my, Michael Hyatt was until I got this book, and now I hear a lot of people talking about him. Any relation to the hotels? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's, it's kind of an off-topic thing. Shoot, maybe he is. I, I've just been reading so much stuff lately. I'm having trouble remembering. It's re- it's irrelevant. I was just <laughs> it could be relevant if you. If it so, was so you got this. You had this compass. Does it does it point like due north, or do you just fill it in with scribble? You kind of fill it in. Okay. I I wish I would have brought it now that we're talking about it. But the same kind of concept that you're talking about, where it's like, uh, it's essentially it talks about a desire zone where you want things that are in your top zone so that you're working really hard on them, and then the thing there's your un- undesirable zone. I'm not going to go through all the different uh, stages. But essentially, the desire zone is things that you really, really need to focus on, things only you can do. And then essentially, you just look at everything else that someone else could do. Mm-hmm. Even if it, you think it would be hard for someone else to do it um, or you're really afraid to give that up, what can somebody actually do? And for me, it's such a long time, I thought nobody else could do the marketing stuff. But because I started going through this and started thinking about it, like someone else can do this marketing stuff. Like There's other people in the world that are doing it, and there's probably people in the world that are better than me at doing this. So what if I took all my knowledge that I had and gave it to someone else, and they put all their knowledge into it as well, then it would have to be better than the stuff I was doing in the first place. And then I could focus on what only I can do, which is mainly that that sales component of it, which is something I've always been really good at. I think I could have other salespeople too, but I know that that's something right now that only I can do to sell my business and I've, you know get, get the referrals that are coming in and stuff and make sure I'm able to have those conversations with people. So I was able to effectively delegate those tasks over mm-hmm. to you and then focus my time on sales and business growth. Right now. Yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. I'm actually uh, probably here in the in the near future. I like to read that and kind of compare and contrast to to what I'm, I'm what I'm reading. Cool. Yeah. It's a physical book, so I can lend it to you afterwards. Sweet. That sounds awesome. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like and just like to, to jump back on that uh, on the planning that I normally do. That last there's this that fourth and last quadrant. So you have like the mm-hmm. most important, most urgent. You have most uh, important, not urgent. Uh, going down the list. So the last one is not important, not urgent. And so those are things that you should just straight up eliminate. You got video those, games on here. Yeah. <laughs> video games, you can eliminate video games? It, to a degree, of course. But, you know, you, you eliminate them to get them out of that. You, you get them out of your schedule that usually takes up time that you... So these, those are usually the things that you kind of default to when, when you get lazy. Those are the things that you default to because they're oh, comfortable, yes. they're easy, they're fun, blah, 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 that make you make you avoid the things that are most important yeah. that's in quadrant two that you that you plan for. So those are the things that, like, they're not important and not urgent. The things you like to do, not saying, like, you not 
you know, you completely eliminate everything you you personally enjoy. But those are the things that usually trigger your bad habits. You so me, you try to eliminate that. Let me know if this is correct in my understanding of you. Um, if we have things like we have so much essentially we could do, mm-hmm. but during a time where we're not, if we're not planned out or we're not effectively working on the things that are most important to us, we essentially turn our brain off and start doing activities that are not really beneficial. Right. Could this also be pulling on your phone and just scrolling through social media for sure. like 30 minutes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, even if it's five minutes, you know, here and there that can compound to be like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. yeah 30 minutes to an hour of yeah. your day of just like yeah. turning your brain off and just blah. Essentially, yeah. So that could easily be one of them. I'm not sure. Okay. We'll write that down. Yeah, <laughs> put it down there. That's huge. I, like people are, you know, they, they say that uh, a screen might be about five inches of space, and people scroll through on their phones about an Eiffel Tower worth of information a day, just on social media. Just, just, wow. yeah. T- essentially, it just turns your brain off, and you stop, stop learning, you stop growing, you just you turn into mush. And then after that, when you like come back to doing whatever work, it is so much harder to focus because you've just been out of focus for a long time. Right. That's a good point. Where'd you get the side of the Eiffel Tower? Um, I think I got that at a conference. Did you? A social media conference. Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, makes, oh my goodness, I'm using that. If that's true, that really puts shit in perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's uh, that's quite insane. But yeah, so like, yeah, so those are things that usually form uh, like avoidance behaviors and like those are the bad habits stuff like that things that you should eliminate so it doesn't necessarily have to be like personal stuff that you get joy from it those are the things that you usually default to that make you uh, that make you lazy or have you waste time etc okay. so um i try to I don't, I don't have too many on there because it's like it's hard to think about it when you mention like the instagram i'm like holy shit that's that's totally right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I definitely scroll through it a couple times a day and like i'm sure i'm sure it adds up or whatnot and that could for some people it could be like gossip around the office or or what have you. I want to I share something about myself that, like, wasn't, a, I don't think, a good thing necessarily. Sure. So, I... Put it on the table. Yeah, dude, I'm about to lay it out. So, stay tuned after these commercials. <laughs> 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 well, hello, Brad. Uh, welcome to the commercial today. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was in a relationship not too long ago. And, uh... Cool. I, I like being in a relationship. I, I learned a lot from that, but this isn't necessarily where I'm going. It's that I really care about um, having a connection with a um, with someone else, like having a very strong connection. So after that relationship, um, there was a segment of time where like for two weeks, I got those dating apps. I got Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. And, you know, I'm spending time on those. And I, one of the reasons I was not going to get them because I didn't want to spend time on them mm-hmm. Um once I got them, I spent a tremendous amount of time messaging people, trying to start connections with people, like having conversations. And literally, that is just a sales process. You were just setting up your pipeline, you're building your pipeline, you're having a lot of conversations. And man, I spent so much time in that. Anytime I had some downtime from work or any activity I was doing, I was on those apps. But then I would spend even more time on those apps. Like even if I'm at work, I'm like thinking, oh, wait, maybe I should message that girl again. The amount of time I wasted on those two on the, on those apps and those two weeks was tremendous. After those two weeks, I was like, I am not doing this. This is not a focus of my life. My focus of my life is right now, business, growth, future, personal. Like you're not meeting people organically. Anyway, I'm not gonna just rib on these apps for a while. But for me personally, I wasted a tremendous amount of time and I know I need to nix these out of my life. So I nixed those out of my life and said if anything happens organically, I will try extra hard to start a conversation with someone. But outside of that, I won't. So I nix that and I'm trying to nix other things that I waste my time on. Right. Yeah. And that could even extend into like your, 
you know, with business and a sales pipeline, you're usually growing that pipeline to make money. If those apps, you're usually spending money via subscriptions. And I guess if you, if you I was not to- subscribed to any of them, just, just saying, <laughs> Brad, you didn't have Tinder premium. So you can just like super like everybody or whatever. <laughs> just, they need one button to just like everyone and send all, Oh, we should create a bot for, for messaging people. Like, do you know how people have those automated like hands to keep swiping? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We should create like an, uh, a bot that just goes through and blast messages everyone so that you get some responses and then we can create a, a mess. Yeah. A, I'm sure there's, I'm sure someone built a script out there that mm-hmm. does that, whether or not it, it, they can actually get through the Tinder platform to do that. I, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know how it's all work. about saving time. Like those, all those platforms are a waste of time. But then you have to have the pot, the, the bot, like have discretion on like who you want to swipe right on. Cause you may get like, 30 messages from people that you're going to have to, you like have no interest in. And then you have to sort through all that. Now you're wasting even more time sorting through the fucking messages because this bot swiped on a bunch of people you can give a shit about. Well then maybe we can do some like kind of picture, like a, uh, it reads pictures, just like, you know, when you're about to sign in on a website and it's like, Hey, choose all the crosswalks, which I just had to do yesterday. Yeah. Or it's like, Hey, choose all the traffic yeah. lights, but maybe we'll have like a system where you'll have to input, like that will pop up a bunch of different pictures. And then you click on the ones that you like and it's about five minutes of testing of different faces and you just keep clicking on it. And we'll do like every range of different kind of female or male. So then afterwards it's gathered what exactly you so want. So we're, now we're building a, an, a machine learning algorithm. Yes. Now it's a machine learning. Uh, it's an AI that's yes. it's, it's going to <laughs> Dude, this is incredible. Select, select your preferred, uh, preferred swipe or mate. Based off of a, a, a data test they did yes. beforehand. Wow, yes. That evolved. That escalated this, quickly. Uh, hold on. I got more information here because <laughs> you have like the reason they, they make you choose those crosswalks or make you choose the um, the storefronts is because they need to be able to read that data. So that, that's actually very valuable data that they can sell or use because a human is clicking on this picture and saying this is actually what it is. Mm-hmm. So you're giving them data. So by us collecting this data, this, oh my goodness, the amount – we could sell this. I'm not even joking. We could sell it not only to like dating companies, pornography companies. I'm going to jump in there because they need to know exactly what type of person that you're interested in to show you that kind of video. And there's right. tremendous amounts of money there. Yeah, there's a lot of money in data. It just depends on yeah, a lot how of money in data. How, there is a lot yeah, of money right. in data. Right. We could be millionaires. Big, data, big data is huge, but it also, uh, you know, it also depends on like how, what you sell it for and like what kind of data you're selling. Because then you start falling in like that ethical range and stuff like that. But That's Pornhub right. probably doesn't care. <laughs> no, but they would love that data. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, Pornhub is not one of our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they do sponsor podcasts. That'd be actually funny. I'm sure they need I'm to sure find ways, but like Howard Stern's podcast or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't. Yeah, let's uh, let's not have them as our first sponsor. No. <laughs> Actually, I'll call them after this and try to sell them on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll actually be like, hey, can, can we have that data <laughs> idea? It's a great idea. So are you guys actually working on that or what? <laughs> I mean, imagine if we actually did that because you could like you could run some kind of quiz on Facebook and have someone click into it. And it would just, they would just love it. That would just be so much fun for them to click on all the pretty people and or they're interested in. Yeah, perhaps. Honestly, like that was – I don't know if you're familiar with the whole like Cambridge Analytica scandal, but that's how um, – some of the presidential campaigns and like other campaigns across like Europe and whatnot, not to get into too much detail. That's how they acquired like uh, profiles from people on Facebook. They use like Facebook's data in conjunction with like a, um, like a, 
like a psychological profile or like a like a, a, a profile that describes like their their likelihood to be like a voter or or an, or an inactive voter or like in between. And they gathered so many of these quizzes because they're so easy um, that they were able to uh, map out like certain people depending uh, like based off of their ability, like their likelihood to vote or whatnot. And then, and so they narrowed like a particular range of people that were like, like fencers is what they called. And those are people that are most likely to be swayed to either side. So they targeted those people specifically and bombarded them with like crazy propaganda ads, especially for like the Trump campaign and whatnot. And uh, was able to sway those voters over to Trump's side because they were easily more manipulated based off this Facebook quiz that they took. So it was, it was pretty crazy. They have a. Uh, it is. They have a documentary on Netflix. I, I still have to finish like 20, 30 minutes of it, but it's all about Cambridge Analytica and all about like the Brexit campaigns and Trump campaigns and some of the they other. They can help with our marketing. Yeah, but they. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But most most of it is comes down to like a lot of like data theft that Cambridge mm. apparently had and, and stuff like that. I gotta Suppose, watch that. Supposedly through you know the testimony of like people in this documentary. Is that on Netflix? Yeah. Um, Shit, I, I can't. I, for the life of me, I can't remember. But it's you'll you'll see it. It's like a they'll have a picture of like American flag within Donald Trump, and then like a, a black bar over. Yeah, there. yeah. So just spend know. thirty minutes searching on there to find this. It's under documentary. Oh, find it pretty dude, quickly. we have thirty minute max for this. Thirty recording. minute max. So let's uh, end this recording because we can't go over thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. So I think this was a a lot of fun to, <laughs> to chat. We actually got we covered a lot of information real quick, and I guess that will be important to keep it under 30 for people's time as well so don't listen to us for a billion years yeah so so yeah uh thanks again this is michael ostro and bradley means on (laughs) propel forwards see you next time see you next time